listening to a Vita Foods Insights podcast with Jade Mitchell Ross. Part of the Vita Foods Insights series on Healthy Insider and brought to you by Vita Foods. Hello and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Jade Mitchell Ross and today we're joined by Sarah Lewis, Segment Market Manager of the Nutrition Improvement Program at DSM. Sarah, welcome. Ah, thank you, Jane. We're going to be discussing children's health and how staple food fortification can have a major impact on improving their health. Good nutrition is crucial in the early stages of life, yet there are some typical nutrient deficiencies seen in children. Sarah, can you give us some examples? Well, childhood years are critical for development, setting the stage for for lifelong health and well-being. So there are some uh, typical nutrient deficiency that we see among children. One example is vitamin A. Vitamin A is quite essential for growth, for development, for immunity, and particularly vision. While being deficient in that vitamin is a leading cause of blindness. And we know that uh, from the WHO Global Database on Vitamin A Deficiency um, that the prevalence of the vitamin A is quite high, especially among uh, preschool children. Another example is vitamin D. Vitamin D is linked uh, a lot to bone strength and development, but a a deficiency in vitamin D has really serious effect that it can cause rickets, which is the deformation of bones um, among children. And the alarming thing is that rickets have been eradicated since years ago, and now it uh, it have made a comeback in some developing countries like UA. One of the other deficiencies seen among children is the folic acid. When you have a low intake of that specific vitamin, it can lead that children are born with neural tube defects, such as spina bifida. And each year, we have around 300,000 cases that are reported of spina bifida. Another phenomenon that we see it's not that is not linked to a particular vitamin or mineral, but rather to a non-optimal intake of, uh, uh, of vitamins and minerals is stunting among children, where they fail to reach linear growth that is relevant to their age. And um, the cases of stunting or the numbers of stunting are quite high. We have around 162 million children under the age of five are stunted, and this is according to data in 2012. So why do children tend to be deficient in these nutrients? Is it just a malnutrition problem in general? Well, even with balanced diet, nutritional gap do exist. Children and teenagers are at risk from inadequate micronutrient intakes for many reasons, including that they are picky eaters, they skip meals, or they simply eat too much non-essential or types of food that are poor in nutrients. So while mothers are still the family food gatekeeper, children do have uh, a big say and a growing influence on the uh, on the food choices. And how can these be addressed by food fortification? And what do we mean by staple foods? Well, let me start by first uh, talking about staple food and and what do we mean by that. So, staple food in general is food that is eaten routinely and in such big quantity that it, it constitutes a dominant portion of a standard diet for a given people. It's um, the type of food that are available, that are not expensive, um, and it supplies a large fraction of energy, and it's generally the major source of nutrients uh, for a given population. And it 
it varies from one place to another. So it can be uh, wheat, it can be maize, rice, vegetable oil, uh, or sugar. So these are the, the, the type of staple food. When we're talking about fortification of staple food, um, it's a very uh, safe, effective, and affordable method to enhance the nutritional value of these food that are highly consumed by the population. Because it's about either um, adding or replacing essential vitamins and minerals that may have been lost um, during processing. And um, fortifying flour, for example, with micronutrients is quite effective in decreasing the national prevalence um, of anemia. And it's very simple because uh, the technology itself is quite simple. It has two other main advantages that it reaches the majority of the population and it doesn't require any change in the dietary habits of the people. And are there any examples of successful fortification programs? Yes, um, there are some nice examples of, of uh, successful fortification uh, program. Um, one country from the Middle East that can be mentioned is definitely Jordan. They started their program in 2002, adding iron and folic to the to their wheat, which is the staple food uh, consumed in Jordan. Um, and then in 2006, they even upgraded the nutrients uh, added to the to the wheat uh, to include vitamin A, uh, other group of B vitamins, zinc. And in 2010, they added vitamin D to all of the above nutrients. And if we see the, in the reports of the country, Jordan was uh, quite successful in having a significant positive impact on the iron status, which was a, a big trigger why this program started, is to decrease the anemia level. Um, and this happened due to the national program. Another example that uh, can be mentioned is um, Cameroon. And in Cameroon, um, there is a national mandatory wheat flour fortification um, where it's obligatory to add um, certain nutrients. And after only one year of the program, um, already some improvement in the iron, zinc, folate, and B12 level was seen among children um, and women in urban areas in Cameroon. And in general, um, the FFI, the uh, Fortification Food Initiative, in 2015, they did a study and they looked at the change of the prevalence of anemia over time in non-pregnant women. And it was found that each year when you have a flower fortification program, it's associated with a 2.4% decrease in anemia. So these are all examples showing that really um, staple food fortification is quite impactful. And what more can be done to ensure we continue to reduce nutrient deficiencies in children of all backgrounds? Well, government, organizations, NGO worldwide, now they have um, an opportunity to address this deficiency if they work with food manufacturers to integrate essential micronutrients into staple food through fortification. There are a lot of uh, stakeholders involved in this, uh, in this process. So you have the policymaker, um, the role is really to create legislation making fortification mandatory. You have the millers, they need to correctly fortify the flour or grain. 
um, the government authority need to monitor and to make sure that everyone is compliant with the legislation. Uh, we have also to educate and to um, increase the consumer awareness so that they can really go and purchase and consume these fortified uh, products. So it has to do a lot with um, um, policy making, ensuring that the program is in place, educating the consumer, and this can be done uh, through a communication campaign. Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you. For more information on nutrition across the life stages, visit our website, vitafoodinsights.com. Follow us on Twitter at VF underscore insights and remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by Vitafoods. For additional podcasts featuring industry leaders and experts, visit naturalproductsinsider.com.